Do you know how much that breaks his heart? We trust in him for our eternity. But when it comes down to everyday things, we worry. And yet, with the tremendous and great testimony, thank you for sharing that. We need, we need to hear that. Uh, and um, uh, we see that uh, God, <laughs> he just, is this his chance to show out? <laughs> and we just praise the Lord for that. Amen. 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 Um, well, we come this morning and we want to look at this passage of scripture in Acts again. And there's a lot of dialogue here as we look at this, but I want you to understand the whole concept. As we look at these individuals, Peter and John, and what they're up against. And the real issues. So as we go through this, this let's bow in a word of prayer first. Father, leading guide us in our time together and um, help us to understand the big picture. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're going to do. For us in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Say, Pete, can I use you just for one moment? Would you come up for one moment? What I want you to see as we go into the second part of this is that, um, Pete, stand there for a moment. Pete is, uh, Pete is standing along with Peter, uh, the other Peter, you know, in uh, him and John in this whole circle of families because the, the Peter has been uh, a cripple for 40 years, and now he's healed. And, these, and the family has an attitude about him being healed. And so they have, now they want to now understand all the dialogue that's going on between Peter and, and uh, all of the leadership, the, the priests, the scribes, and everybody else, the man is standing there with them, hearing and heal. Okay. Understand another situation. The people who are condemning this whole thing, they're the same one who blasphemed the Holy Spirit and crucified our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then ask, why is this man healed? You see the dynamics of this. Okay, thanks, Peter. That's that's what we're up against as we look at this text. When a person does not know Christ, I don't care what you say or what you do. They have their minds made. So let's, let's read together. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and the elders, act for and no other. 
for there is no other name man ever given among men by whom we must be saved. Now, okay, now this, this is the lead-in verses, but uh, we'll go to the, uh, the body of it as we go through this thing. So we'll go through a review. Our review from last week was the, uh, the intervention. They came in while, uh, while Peter was teaching. They came in, the guard came in, and they grabbed him. And uh, once they um, grabbed him out of the group, the, the temple guards grabbed him out of the group and everything else, then we find uh, the uh, interrogation. Uh, incarceration, and then interrogation. Uh, they interrogated them about this, and, and Peter began to fire at them in this area. Then the indictment, and that's when uh, Peter began to really get on these guys in this area. Um, I didn't want to go into full detail, but in our introduction, the worst position to be in is existing ill-equipped for the dark and unprepared for the light. Now, I want that to sink in for a moment. You're ill-equipped to deal with the darkness of the world, and you are unprepared for the light. I'm unprepared to walk in the light. When, when individuals tell you, when it's your chance to stand on the truth, and you alone are the only one standing, and you're ill-equipped to deal with the dark and unprepared. That's why the Lord wants us to study to show ourselves approved unto God, God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly by the words of truth. He wants us to know the word. Because those who are in the dark, number one, you won't convince them. Unless the Lord opens their hearts, you won't convince them. You won't convince them. So we'll, we'll just go right into it then. Let's go into the intimidation, uh, verses uh, 13 to 19. And it, it goes like this, as we pick this up. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, because he just told them off, right? Uh, and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with who? Let's read together. Okay. But when they had commanded them to lead the council, they conferred with one another. Notice what they said. What shall we do with these men? For a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of, of Jerusalem, and we cannot what? What do, you, what do you do with a person who got this game together? What do you do when you have all the evidence standing on the promises of God and knowing God's word in the song, I shall not be moved? If some of the things you, you begin to, and I've been telling you right now, some of the uh, notes coming from the lawyers as to what they're going to start putting on the church, uh, dealing with pastor salary, uh, dealing with um, uh, what we can say about the uh, alternative lifestyles uh, that is not to be preached and everything else. Uh, just a number of things they're coming up with and receive these uh, letters from the lawyer saying, look out, it's, it's been voted on, et cetera, et cetera. And, and some of them are likely to pass. After all of this had passed, then what do you do? 
Stand. You stand on the word. Because the Lord says all of this is going to take place. And so Peter and John and the evidence, the man is standing there with them. And so the first thing that we want to see is the intimidation. And I uh, and it made some uh, uh, observations here. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. We can't do anything. They, this is what they come up with the, with their final decision. Let's warn them not to say this anymore. Now, they're the religious leadership. Understand the leadership then. If you were kicked out of the synagogue, your life was miserable all the way around. They had rule over everything. And their concern, bottom line, is like it is today, the bottom line is always the big M. What's the big M? Money. What's the word? I don't care where you look. I don't care what people are talking about. Follow, follow the road there. You'll find it's always about what? Money. Every time. Every time. Every time. So they call them and charge them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Now this is when we talk about when we talk about resurrection power. Remember, before the resurrection, they were beating Jesus, making fun of Jesus, and I mean they were doing a lot of things about Jesus and blaspheming and going on. This was that was that was up to the cross. Now we're on the other side of the cross. On the other side of the cross. You don't have the scared Peter and cursing and swearing Peter saying, I don't know him. You have a different Peter on this side of the cross. <laughs> He's standing and say, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm making this stand because you see, because what happened was there was, there was power coming from the results of the, of the cross. The Holy Spirit now indwelling them. All, everything they're doing, matter of fact, it starts off with the fact that they, they're being filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit. They spoke boldly by the Holy Spirit. Hey, it was just, not more than just Peter standing up there. It's the Holy Spirit speaking and saying, this is what you guys have done. You're already indicted. And they're telling them, don't speak in the name of Jesus. It, I, I made some observations, so let me just, uh, just uh, go on the, uh, the whole idea of observation. There are some uh, words for further clarity. Number one, uh, they saw, which means they observed. They perceived, which means they understood. They were astonished, which means they were shocked. They had nothing to say. They were speechless. They were helpless, desperate questions with a knee-jerk solution. When they heard Peter, they got the shock and awe of their life. They, they, they didn't receive, they have never received anything like this with, with, uh, when it came down to uh, what was happening. And so they saw, they perceived, they were astonished. And they, they were speechless. They, these guys who talk so much were speechless. 
And so here the leadership now, they're saying, let's come aside. Let's, let's put them out. And we need to have a meeting right now. And so they have a, a, a meeting. And they want to talk. And let's talk about this thing. What shall we do with these guys? Knowing that they have the burden of proof. Now, why do you think they were so desperate? Because if these guys' words get out, the money that and how they've been living as priests will be over. They didn't know it was already over, but that whole our high idea, the whole idea is it would be over. They were trying to maintain their game, but hey, it's over. And so they, they were they were shocked and speechless and desperate and and so see when when we come standing on the word of God, then we don't have to stand scared, no. afra afraid, shook up, because God lives in us, and he will be with us through the whole process. Now, if you're afraid of being slapped, you will be slapped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, Jesus said, now, no, the servants, the, the, the servants is no higher than the master. Let's guess what? If they, they listen to you, they're going to listen to me. If they don't listen to me, they won't listen to you. Okay? If they hate me, guess what guess what happened? They're going to hate you too. So don't be walking around pity party and look like nobody like me. I said, hey, I told you, follow me. That's what it's all about. Are you in? That's what it's all about. But do you see being in what happens? There's a man who's been, been in the situation. He's 40 years old now. And for the first time because of the cross, he's jumping and leaping. And now instead of sitting on the outside begging for something, he's standing on the inside praising the Lord. Don't you think it's worth it? Get rid of those ingrown eyeballs. So, for the records, before the resurrection, the Holy Spirit came upon and worked through an individual. After the resurrection, the Holy Spirit indwells the believer and controls the intended outcome. Bottom line, for our consideration, there's never a time in our life involving souls where things accidentally happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that I want to make sure everybody's, everybody's awake on this one. Let's read it together. For our consideration, there is never a time in our life involving souls where things accidentally happen. Never by accident. Never. You know, that's why I appreciate... Um, uh, Mary. Uh, not that, uh, no, it's not that, I mean, each one of you, I keep a mental record on, and I don't keep it, I don't keep a negative, I just keep, no, you know, and, I, and when I do, sometimes I, sometimes I sit home in, in tears by some of the things that you are and where you are, and, and it's not regret, it's just, I love you so much, and I want to see, you know, and I really want to see some things, and you teens, you think that I don't, I do, I really do. And so, uh, but, but Mary, when she mentioned the fact that um, this guy with in the house, she helped this guy that she didn't know and offered him a ride and, you know, uh, 
or if on a on an ordinary day, yeah. a, a man who probably I don't know what he was out of source, whatever the case may be, but he had a load that he needed to get from one place to another. And Mary could have used her car and said, hey, you know, uh, I'm a senior citizen and and I live in Chicago. And everybody said, you justified, child. I would have stepped on the gas and kept my own going, you know. Yeah, with your car that the Lord bless you with. But it just so happened that she said, I'll give you the ride. No, it wasn't wasn't Uber or Lyft. It was a ride. It was a show of kindness. They had a little button going around. What would Jesus do? And here you pass this person up. Because <laughs> you're on your way to the church. All, all I'm saying is this. That the bottom line is that the, what the Pharisees and all the others could not see. But they took note. They said, these guys are uneducated, uncouthed. Aren't those the ones who are scared? Well, wait a minute. These are the ones who've been with Jesus. What's the results? The guy is healed. And if that's what's happening with these guys who hung out with Jesus, what else can these other guys do? You see, they, they're getting scared. They're getting intimidated. They're scared now. Why do you think they're having this small meeting? What can we do with them now? Where can we go? The impasse, 18 to 22. With the impasse, so they called them and charged them not to speak to each of uh, at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Let's read together. When it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they have further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because the people were all was praising God for what has happened. For the man who was born was more than 40 years old. Mm. And so the command, the commands of the religious leaders were like roaring, chained up, toothless tigers. All they can do is make a whole lot of smack and noise and everything else. There's nothing else they can do. They admitted, what can we do? We used to have a little clout, but what can we do with these guys? So these toothless tigers give out the last roar. Don't preach in Jesus' name. <laughs> no teeth, no power. Peter, they are in, Peter and John are empowered by the Holy Spirit, and these toothless tigers are coming to them, giving a command that, hey. <laughs> in other words, shut up. Two things, convictions and vocabulary. Then you have the commitment. Two things, this convictions and vocabulary of believers who have decided to stand firm. This is also the words of believers who were committed to the truth. When you become bold, 
you don't waver and ask questions and you're just committed to the truth. God said it, that sells it. God said it, that sells it. God said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That settles it. God says that there's no other name under the heaven whereby a man must, not could, must, not should, must be saved. That settles it. And once we start taking our stands as believers, then you start taking it into your, in your very situation, various situations where when you're in a situation where the flesh want to stretch out and flash back at individuals, and God says that's not how Christ would act. That's not how a child of God would act. And you say that settles it. Regardless of what your friends would say, well, child, this is what I would do. No, that settles it. That settles it. And so you have, you have the command, you have the commitment, and thinking it through. The resurrection power is not uncon uncontrolled, limitless spiritual energy. It is given to conquer. That's why it says we are more than, finish it, what is it? We are more than what? Conquerors. Through him that what? Let's say it again. We are what? More than conquerors. Through him that love us. The power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, walking, walking away from the cross, we are now empowered until Jesus Christ comes. We are powered, empowered to conquer, not compromise. And not for money or pleasure or all these other things. We are not to compromise. Heaven and all, stand. Why? Because Always remember, the person, when we do that, there's always a soul being affected by our decisions. Always. Lastly, the empowerment. And as we go through the empowerment, very, very short, but I think that it needs to be, three things took place in these, these verses. They reported they responded with, with praise and prayer and, requ and, uh, and request. They received an empowerment from the Holy Spirit. i just give you an overview as we bring this to a close. Here's what happens. After they released them, they went back to the brethren. You know, it's always good after you've had a victory to come back and share it with the saints. Number one, that's, some folks say, well, why should, I come, why should I go to church? Number one, you are encouraged by other believers. Number two, you become an encouragement for other believers. And when they, when they did this, get this now, number three, when they did that, God was there to meet them. The Holy Spirit empowered them. Did you notice this? This time he says, empower. I thought they were already empowered. There is what they call the feeling of the Holy Spirit. First you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now that seals you until the day of redemption. So you, you got that, you know. Just like you have a, you have a new cowboy, you know, looking good, you know, tires and everything, sparkling, sun, very nice. Only one thing, mm, 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 mm. you don't have any gas, okay? 
One thing that, and, and nobody argue about, boy, you have a beautiful car. But it's not going anywhere. You're saved, but you're not doing anything. And so what happens is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is he empowers you. He enables you to do the things only, not your agenda, that is along, that goes along with the will of God. And so what happens is when he went, when they went back and when they begin to share, then the Holy Spirit uh, empowered them. They should have never done it. They should have never, because he says all they did was fire them up again. They went, they were running down on a little gas. They went back to the congregation and got their little fill up. Okay. <laughs> and once they got their little fill up, fill up, they were going out again. You know, it was said in the book of Acts, these folks turned the world upside down. Or better still, right side up. They, these Christians are messing up everything. Well, you should have got a hint when the, when the uh, curtains were written in half. You got a hint that as far as all the, far as the priesthood that you knew it will not be anymore. That a man can go before God himself and confess his sins. You should have got a hint up with that. And that was only the beginning. There's over 48 things that happens to a believer the moment you're saved. And the Holy Spirit empowers you. And every time that you start doing things in the name of the Lord, don't worry about running out of food, food or fuel, okay? The moment that you start doing these things, God will refresh your spirit. You will get a fill-up. And this word, when it says fill, that word fill here is controlled by the Holy Spirit. Not just to do things, but specific things that have eternal value. Everything that Peter and John were doing, the guy who was saved, he was on his way to the lake of fire. You know the worst thing to happen? For him to sit outside the gate at 40 years old and that particular year to die of a heart attack and then go into the lake of fire and burn forever. He was sitting outside of the temple on his way to hell and all he got was money every day. Until the old cursing swearing Peter <laughs> who's on the other side of the cross came alone. And so this curse is where Peter, now you can throw all that about because he's been forgiven of all of that. Now the infield empowered Peter says to him, uh, silver and gold I, I don't have but such as I have. Let me give you a little something something. <laughs> such as I have give I you. And the man looks up to him like, what you got that you can give me? The first thing he gave him was not only the healing of his body, but a new relationship with Jesus Christ. Not only was he able to hop and leap in this life, but hop and leap on into the eternal life, knowing Jesus as his personal Savior. Silver and gold we might not have, but, but as such as we have, we should say to the world, we give to you because of the power of the resurrection. 
I wish I'd said something to you to help you along this area. It's important that we understand this, this text and what was going on here. You have a forgiven Peter, a healed man, a befuddled, confused group of people who thought they were a bunch of something becoming nothing, and God glorified. I like this, this, this book of Acts. And we read God's word and say, boy, and reading God's word, this seems so boring. What? It would shock you to death once you open the Bible and the Bible speaks back to you and says, you're so pathetic. You come to look at me? Please close me and go away. Your feelings would be hurt, wouldn't it? Well, Lord... What is that you have in your, no, no, you go away. Let somebody else look at me. I don't want you to look at me. Now you're interested to see what's in there, right? When we're blessed and it's all laid out for us, now we start getting picky. And all I'm saying is this. The power of the resurrection wasn't Peter's and John's hands. They have passed on the baton to us for today. And it's up to you. I don't know what life you touch. I don't know where you go. But you will make an eternal difference as you walk with the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Don't let Satan sidetrack you with the everyday challenges of life. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them out of them all amen so I'm, I, I, I want you to let you know that so that you won't be distracted by all of these things that that gets on your last nerve okay stay with the plan so God can make a difference in your life let's bow in prayer father thank you for the saints of God thank you for what you're going to do in and through their lives Thank you for what the cross have done in our lives. We have a new relationship. We have hope. Not only in the life to come, but right now, Lord, you have all the things available for us. We are your children. We're able to say, Abba, Father. We're, the relationship is phenomenal. The only problem, we have take, not taken the time to experience the depth of it, the sweetness of it. Forgive us. And help us as a church to look at your word, not as some newspaper, some article, but the word that speaks to our hearts that would empower us to make a difference in this day and time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.